And then I tried to break dance. Yeah, in the glass. In the glass. And like like severely cut my hand. What's up, fool? That's my dog. Hey, that fool calm down. And then I told that fool, I said, stalk yourself forever, ever. No, bro. Really sorry for the same bro. Hey, come on, it's fear mongering. I ain't no clown. It's all fake. I know what you're up to. Alright, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a fool. fool. Hell yeah, Talkful Radio. Yeah, hell yeah, Talkful Radio. What's up? This is Stephen Lee Clark. That's the red pill. That's the kitty. Say what's up. What's up? Um, so yeah, how's it going? Talkful Radio. Uh, episode, what, 15? I don't know. Yeah, 15. I think it's 15. That's sick as fuck. So um, yeah, what have I been up to? I've been up to a lot of cool shit. I've done a lot of really cool interviews. You know, when I'm at home, which is fucking rare, I've been here for what, like 11 days or something like that. Um, I try to do a lot of work on this, right? And I try to, I try to do a lot of preparation. Okay. You hear that word prepared. Okay. Listen to the audio prepared. All right. Sounds good. Right. I'm going to get back to that word in a little bit, but yeah, I've done some really cool interviews. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the future of the podcast. The podcast, okay? Uh, the podcast is going really well. And I'm super excited. We've been getting a lot of support uh, here. And that is really wonderful, man. Because again, listener supported. We don't want fucking advertisements. Anyways, that's a whole different section. What am I doing? But yeah, it's been a really cool uh, 10 or 11 days. Done a lot of cool interviews. I like to stack them because I like to be prepared, right? That's a theme, okay? Prepared. Uh, what else? It's been fall. It's so beautiful in Brooklyn, right? I'm looking at the leaves outside of my apartment, and they're red. They're dark red. Dark. And it's very wonderful. It's a very wonderful uh, feeling, right? And so the seasons, again, I think we talked about this. I never really experienced them but I'm going to be honest, change is in the air, right? I feel it. It's very positive, positive, okay? Concentrate on the P's, right? We're, we're, we're thinking about the P's today. I'll tell you why in a little bit, okay? But yeah, very positive, a lot of curveballs in my future, I feel like. And uh, yeah, done some really cool interviews. Uh, yeah, you know, just getting prepared. Uh, again, I've been here for what, 11 days or something like that. And tomorrow... 0600, right? Very early. I leave again. I leave for a month, full US with Carcass. Uh, that's going to be cool as fuck. That band's literally amazing. You know, at first, when I found out we were touring Carcass, I was like, cool, Carcass. It's going to be fun. I really like that band. But then we played a festival with them, and I was like, oh my God. I forgot. Oh God, this band's amazing. Yeah. So it's going to be really fucking fun. It's a, and also, uh, some people don't like this, but. And to be honest, I kind of do. It's like a sea market tour. Some, some, so it's like a bunch of small-ass towns, right? Uh, which is going to be fun. It's a bunch of places I've never been to before. We're, we're playing like Poughkeepsie or something like that in New York. And that's I think I've driven through there before. And you know what? Upstate New York is fucking amazing. It's beautiful. I want to get a house there. I want to own a house, okay? Yeah, art's great. But you know what else is great? Owning a house. That's what I want to do, okay? 
So anyways, what else have I been up to? Oh, I got to hang out with some really good friends, my boys, my brothers, my brown brothers, Antoine and Sad Andy. They played a show uh, over in Brooklyn the other night, and it was really good to see them. You know, I miss those fools a lot. I knew them from the Bay Area, and then kind of everybody kind of migrated to L.A., and then my dumbass migrated across the island, right, and fucking left everything. But yeah, it was good to see them. Um, what else have I been into? I've been really into, let's see, I've been really into how well the Raiders are doing, 6-2, I shed a tear daily. Oh, I've been really into buying plants, I don't know why, but my room is kind of like inundated with plant life, which is plants, hear that, hear the P, plants. Okay, anyways, get back to that in a little bit, but yeah, it's been really wonderful, plants the kitty that's kind of side effects of not ever doing anything right but it's cool whatever uh i've been working on some mixes for the podcast which is something i really want to do i know i've talked about it before but shit's hard when you're gone all the time but you know what i'm bringing my little travel kit on the road and the next episode is going to come from you or come from who the fuck knows where right because i'll be out on the road so i will let you know it's gonna be fun but what else have I been into? Okay, this is something I've been really into, and it's a little strange. But so the whole idea, remember when Pokemon Go was a thing, right? I didn't really get into it. I tried it for like a day, and I was walking around Brooklyn like, all right, what am I doing? Okay, I think it's cool. Like, I definitely think it's cool. But so the whole point of that is augmented reality, right? I'm super into this idea. It's so fucking cool to me, okay? Uh, and and yeah, virtual reality sounds sick. I'm not really a gamer, but I've always said that when virtual reality becomes... A, I've said this for years. When virtual reality becomes a thing and I can play Madden, right, but feel like I'm fucking actually playing in the National Football League... Oh my God, that sounds amazing, right? So, yeah, so I've been looking. Yeah, virtual reality is cool, but to me, I don't know why. Like, that's cool, whatever, but augmented reality seems like the shit, right? So I, like, dove into, like, this hole of, like, augmented reality, right? And I was just watching all these cool demos, and, like, yeah, there's, like, Google Glasses, that's... You know, whatever, you look a little silly, but I think it's cool as fuck. Shit, I'll take a pair of Google glasses, I'll walk around, I'll screenshot reality all day. Yeah, it's a def- It's definitely like a whole branch that we could go down of like, there'll be no more privacy, but there's not fucking privacy right now. Anyways, uh, yeah, so what else, what else, what else? Oh yeah, the Microsoft HoloLens. HoloLens, okay? So I looked into the Microsoft HoloLens and I was like, oh my God, where do I get that? I want it right now. Um, so yeah, so basically it's like it's like your computer, it's like your phone, but you get home, right? You're at work, blah, 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 and then you get home and you just walk in, you're like, oh shit. And then you put on these glasses, you turn on the Holocene and it's just like, all these holograms that are everywhere in your house, right? And it's just like, what do you want? So it's like, it's like, it's like the weather app, but it's like spinning around on your end table. That's what was in the demo, right? There's a demo you can find on YouTube, HoloLens demo, whatever. Uh, but it's amazing, dude. And it's just like all this cool shit. Like you can, you can watch something on YouTube and just fucking put it up on the wall, right? And it just stays there. Or you can be like, follow me. And that shit will just follow you around the house. And yeah, it's a little creepy, but 
technology's tight as fuck. We all know that. We all know that I'm super into technology. I'm super down to be integrated, right? Uh, transhumanism, the next step of human evolution is through uh, integrating biology with technology, right? I'm super into that. That's cool. So I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, but you know, singularity, what is that? So it's like biology takes like a really long time to evolve, right? And yeah, there's the, what's it called? The cataclysmic, uh, like cataclysmic evolution where like things are pretty much the same and then like a mutation occurs and then, and then something evolves like really rapidly, right? But even that, it takes a really long time to occur. So picture in your mind, right? I'm super, like I really like graphs, right? And you should too. So like picture in your mind a steady climb of like biological evolution, right? So it's like really slow and steady and sometimes there's a spike, but it takes a really long time. But technology, okay? What is technology growth? So technology grows seemingly exponentially, right? So the theory, like the whole, uh, the whole theory behind this is that, okay, you use like last year's new technology to make this year's new technology, right? So it's not this like steady growth, right? It's exponential. So technology grows way faster and advances way faster than biology, right? And that to me is kind of a no brainer because it's true. Like look at the past hundred years. Shit's been crazy. I'm 32 years old. I remember when the internet was a slow as fuck and b non-existent, right? I remember not having that. And dude, okay, I'm 32 and I remember when like nobody had cell phones. I had a pager, right? I was on a roller coaster one time when I was a kid and we did a corkscrew and I just slow motion watched my pager fly the fuck out of my pocket and like fly hundreds of feet in the air and then just shatter on the ground, right? So yeah, pager. I know it's crazy, but a pager, right? Like I'm 32. I used to know pager code. I used to like talk to fools with my fucking phone, but not a cell phone, like a fucking phone with a cord. And you just like basically use numbers to be like, what's up fool? Where are you at? And then they see it on your pager and then they'll like page you back. Right. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the shit, right? Hold, hold on. Pager. Okay. Hear that pager. Anyways. Um, yeah. So I'm a big fan of technology. I think it's a great idea. And and, and, and and the singularity is super cool. It's a little scary. Yes. Oh, yeah. What's the singularity? So the singularity, we talked about technological advances that happen way faster than biology, right? So the singularity, I know most of you probably know this, but the singularity is when technology finally advances past human understanding, right? And I don't want to get too into it, but I read a book a long time ago, a few years ago called UFOs and the Singularity, right? By Micah Hanks. It was really, really, dude, I should hit him up. I should try to get him on here. Anyways, uh, UFOs and the Singularity, right? So the, what's the singularity? It's when technology uh, re is so advanced that we don't understand it anymore as humans, okay? I know it's hard to grasp, but think about it. So what if, right? What if all the UFOs we've been seeing are just 
technology that's been advancing like under wraps, right? We don't know about it. Certain humans do. <clears throat> High powered elite. <clears throat> Podesta. <clears throat> Everybody up there. But anyways, so what if the technology advanced behind closed doors and the whole time there's been shit fucking flying in the air making fucking 90 degree turns like you know super fast where like inertia would just rip this thing apart and all the humans inside would be mush but what if right what if i love what ifs uh yeah what if it was just this technology that we don't understand. So we're seeing all this shit and we're just like, what the fuck? We're seeing shit appear out of nowhere in the skies and fucking seemingly disappear, right? And we're seeing all that shit. And it's not alien technology. What if it was grown and bred here on Earth within this atmosphere, right? Because it seems like physics, a lot of physics, right? Uh... Or, or the physics of flight, once you leave the atmosphere, right, the atoms are so far apart that they don't touch each other, and it's really fucking hard to understand thrust, right, it's really un hard to understand shit like that, like fucking inertia and gravitational force and g-forces and all that shit, uh, all right, I'm really liking this conversation that we're having, okay, uh, anyways, HoloLens, <laughs> sorry, I got a little off track, uh, but the HoloLens is cool as fuck. You basically just walk in. It's like Google Glasses for your house. And I was like, dude, augmented reality. It's so sick. I don't even, I'm like, I don't even know how we got off onto UFOs and the singularity. But anyways, it's cool, right? Information is cool. That's cool. Anyways, uh, the HoloLens, it just seems really cool. Augmented reality seems like what's up right? It seems like what's up to me just because it seems really fun and actually useful. You know, virtual reality, definitely I could see it being used for like training and sort of things, but augmented reality seems really useful as virtual reality seems kind of like entertainment to me. And we all know, like I've never been entertained. I don't understand entertainment. I've never had fun. So like usefulness and utilitarian aspects of augmented reality seems fucking cool to me, right? Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know. I was super into it. You should check out the Microsoft HoloLens demos because I was like, dude, imagine if I was just FaceTiming, uh, you know, walking around my house and that shit was just like floating alongside me and I was like, what's up, fool? Like, what's up with you? And, and, and they were just walking around my house with me on a screen. Anyways, it's super cool. Imagine, imagine if like I could go on tour, right? I guess this is virtual reality too, but what if I was like, like, like my bandmates hit me up and they're like, you ready to play the show? And I was just like, man, fuck yeah, let's do this. And I fucking logged on, right? And, and, and everybody that's going to the show really just like puts on their virtual reality headset or their, yeah, this is a virtual reality thing. I'm sorry. But anyways, how cool would that be? Right? Uh, you're going to see these fools play a show tonight. You paid fucking whatever, like 25 credits, right? Cause hopefully like, you know, that's just credits is like a future term for money to me. I don't know. Sci-fi books and shit, but yeah. Well, I, I paid credits, and now I'm about to log on and go to the fucking show. Uh, and then I could go on tour uh, from my house. That sounds great. That sounds sick. No more sleeping on the fucking floor in the van, right? That sounds sick as fuck. Anyways, yeah. 
uh, I've been really into augmented reality. You know, it's shit, dude. When I was a kid, right, augmented reality cost fucking, what, like five bucks a hit, right? And it lasted like 16 hours, and then it was over, and then you were exhausted, right? And you didn't really know what was real anymore, and you had to go to sleep, even though it was really hard to sleep on, uh, quote-unquote, augmented reality, Anyways, uh, yeah, this is a very fun time. But what if, what if you didn't have to feel like shit, right? What if you didn't have to take a tab of augmented reality, right? And you just fucking put on, put in your contacts. If Google Glasses were contacts, I would own that shit right now, right now. That's what I would be using right now. I would have it, and it'd be super sick. And and, and you wouldn't have to fucking look like a douchebag and pull out your phone and take a picture of a cute dog. You just look down at that motherfucker and, and, and think, 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 take a pic, right? And that shit would do it. And it'd be sick as fuck. You know what I think about too? Oh, and this ties into something else. You know what I think about too is, okay, part of transhumanism is micro robotics, right? So what if you could inject micro robotics into your brain, right? So what is your personality? What is your consciousness, right? It's, it's your brain firing off these electrical signals and they're being picked up by receptors, right? So what if you could fucking you could inject micro robots in your brain and they intercept these electrical signals that are you, right? And then we take the electrical signals and we upload that shit onto the internet and then you are inside the internet, right? Oh man, I'm tired. It sounds so sick, right? I know. Anyways, uh, yeah, there's a Black Mirror episode that has something like that. Oh, yeah, I saw a bunch of the black, new Black Mirror. Um, two of them are cool. The rest of them sucked. That's just my opinion. Anyways, uh, but that's kind of how Black Mirror's always been. Oh, but anyways, what if you could upload on the internet, right? And then your consciousness that's on the internet, like SLCI, right? Stephen Lee Clark internet version didn't know that that was a thing. Like, you didn't know that this fool Stephen Lee Clark, the real one, uh, had internet Stephen Lee Clark injected in the internet. He doesn't know, right? Because he's just in there. And, 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 and you're just like, what the fuck? And then it's a whole Matrix situation, which don't even get me started on the simulated reality because you guys all know about that and its relationship to me and how it makes me go crazy because I truly... Uh, entertain the fact that this could be a simulation, right? It's the Matrix, right? And I don't think it's that crazy, okay? If you think about the billions and trillions, whatever years since the Big Bang, if that's real, I remain in the gray, as always, as should you. But, so, in the, like, in, in this long expanse of time, right, quote-unquote, Okay, so we're on the verge now of creating this, what are we talking about before? Virtual reality, right? And effects are so realistic. And I know it was a long time ago, but when I saw Jurassic Park when I was a kid, I was like, oh, dinosaurs are real. That's not, that's a real dinosaur. You can't tell me that. No, it's CGI. Man, shut up. That is a real dinosaur. I'm looking at a dinosaur. Okay. Anyways, now I'm growing up, but I realized that that was a long time ago and computer graphics, computer generated images, right? 
uh, are so realistic that it seems like with within what the next hundred years again exponential growth of technology. Wow, I'm getting super into this, and I don't want to do that, but I'm gonna make it quick. Okay, so in the next hundred years, what if we cannot distinguish between reality and and some computer generated environment right what if okay and it seems like that's pretty likely to me right the way that technology is growing and advancing anyways what are the chances that in this long existence right that we would just happen to be on the brink of that right I don't know. It seems highly unlikely to me. You know, it seems kind of likely to me that we've been here before, right? And we've achieved the goal of indistinguishable, like, virtual reality. And that's what we're living in, okay? Anyways, whoo! What's up? I'm Stephen Lee Clark. Back to the real world. Uh, quotations, real world, right? Uh, anyways, yeah, that's what I've been tripping on lately. Uh, well, not even lately. That's been like a few years, man. Actually, I wrote an article about this before and, oh, it has to do with Antoine. One time I was sitting with my friend Antoine and he was playing, uh, he was playing, grand theft auto. Right. And I'd never seen the shit before. And I was like watching it and I was like, dude, this is an entire world, right? An entire world that is really just code and it's written code and these and 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 I remember thinking he's in a helicopter and he's going he's like you know descending and the the closer you get to the ground the more detailed everything is and it's just this code that's filling in the gaps the closer you get to it right and I was like oh shit that's just like real life uh and then he landed and all these people in quotes quotations right were uh walking around and they were like reacting to his presence. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? They're like, do they know that they're just code? I know this is implying consciousness, but what is consciousness? I don't know. Anyways, uh, do they know that uh, they're just coded beings that are told like if this helicopter lands here, you're supposed to freak out. And if that's the case, what's the difference between me and those fools? Because those virtual fools, because if a helicopter landed on my street, I'd be like, what the fuck? Just like they did. Right. Anyways, I was like, whoa. And then, so in my mind, I was like, yeah, but you know, if you're, uh, it, you know, if it, in this game, if he, you know, in, in theory, if he went in a straight line, right, he would eventually have to come to the end of the simulation, right? And then I was like, oh, what if they made the simulation a sphere? And it just started over where you started. I know, right? Fuck. I'm freaking out. Anyways, uh, yeah. That's uh, that was a thing that I really, really was into for a while. And now that I'm talking to you about it, uh, yeah, I'm really into it again. And I have a bunch of books on the shit and I might reread them. Oh, speaking of books and the Matrix. Yeah, my friend Kern sent me a book out of nowhere. This is how you know you have a good friend. He sent me a book in the mail and it was a philosophical critique of the Matrix, which is like my favorite movie on the planet ever. 
And I was like, dude, that's how you know you have a really good friend when they just send you a philosophical critique of the Matrix, right? That's fucking sick. And you're a good friend, Kern. Anyways, yeah, send me that shit. If you guys have anything like that, I'm all about it, dude. Talkforradio.com. I mean, yeah, talkforradio.com or uh, talkforradio at gmail.com. Send me the shit. I've read a million articles, but you know what? There's probably ones that I haven't read out there. And you have because you guys stay informed. Anyways, it's been a... It's been a good 10 days, and I'm glad I could bring you guys with me, okay? So, my coach, right? My coach, one of my many coaches, he used to say to me, he used to say, Stephen Lee Clark, sit down. And I'd be like, all right, fool. And he would be like, listen to me, seven Ps, Ps, right? Seven Ps to existence, right? Perfect practice and preparation prevent piss poor performance, right? So... Why am I saying that? I'll tell you why I'm saying that, okay? No, no, it's not to just say, yeah, Stephen Clark is a jock, because we all know that, right? I'm not fucking drop. This is, this is the least breaking news on the planet, right? I like sports. But the reason I want to tell you about the seven Ps, right? And what are the seven Ps one more time? Perfect, practice, preparation, prevent, piss, poor, performance, right? Uh, the real reason I want to tell you about the seven Ps is because our Ps aren't popping anymore, yeah? Because I got a fucking windscreen for this mic, and it's a really fucking nice one. And you know, I say I got it, but how was I able to get it? From the fucking listeners, from you, the p producers the producers you guys are fucking awesome and what did i tell you before all the donations they're not for me to go fuck around out in the world right because i don't really do shit anyways or have fun right no they're for the podcast right they're for the podcast and yeah it was a really wonderful thing for me to go into b and h yeah b's usually pop too but they're not popping today right i went into b and h which is a fucking electronics wonderland right and I was like lost but I went in there and what was I looking at I was looking at microphones which we're 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 getting there we're getting there there's there's really nice microphones that I want to get for this podcast and I'm gonna do it with the help of the producers because you guys are fucking amazing so yeah I went in there I stared at the drones for like an hour that I can't afford but and then I went to the microphone section. I was looking at mics. I was like, I'm going to get that. I was looking at a noise gate, which we're actually really close to. Um, I'm going to get a noise gate so you can't hear my fucking Tourette's going off in the background, right? But I got this really nice windscreen so the peas don't pop anymore. And it just adds this like quality to the podcast. And that is solely, only because of the help of our producers, right? And that is fucking awesome and you know what else the producers are who we got to thank for everything that has to do with the podcast i got you i know you guys can't hear the difference but i got a better interface right so it's the quality is better better preamps and that's all because of the producers right i got stickers made for the produ- from the producers right and the producers are what drive this podcast so i must tell you 
that if you go to talkfulradio.com, you can go to the bottom of the page and there's a donate button and you can donate and become a literal producer. We don't have advertisements on this show and that's because we have cool as fuck listeners that like helping out a podcast that they like. What do we call it? We call it a value for value model. You go to a movie, you spend fucking $65, which I actually went and saw Dr. Strange yesterday and let me tell you something, that movie might as well have been called Stephen Lee Clark. First of all, it has my two favorite humans, right? Benedict Cumberbatch, who is fucking amazing, and Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is the one. She's amazing. She's otherworldly, right? She's like from a simulation. Eh, 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 simulation, right? Oh, yeah, but I saw that movie. It was amazing. But anyways, getting off track, uh, yeah, you go to a movie, you spend fucking $200 because they're hell expensive, right? And be- you spend the $300 because it's worth it. It's worth it for your entertainment, right? And so that's what this podcast is based on. It's based on the fact that it's a value for value model. If you listen to this podcast and you're just like, wow, that fool is a fucking idiot, but he is funny, right? Or if you're like, wow, that fool bestowed the importance of information upon me, right? And that means something to me you got to figure out in your mind what does that mean to me does it mean 10 bucks does it mean 20 bucks does it mean five bucks does it mean three bucks that's what it means right and it's because of you the producers that we're even able to do this we're even able to have this bi-weekly and eh? we, we have this bi-weekly and eh? chat right we're cool me and you if it wasn't for producers this shit wouldn't exist right and so you have a chance to be a producer whenever you want right so yeah you can go to talkforradio.com hit the bottom of the page, hit the donate button. You can make something up. You can donate fucking, 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 you know, uh, $666 if you feel like it, right? Or you can donate $6.60. You can donate $777. You can donate $888, which is uh, a very lucky number in ancient Chinese culture. I just learned that, right? You can donate whatever the fuck you want. And you know what? All of it helps because this is a producer-ran podcast, right? And that's fucking awesome i'm not gonna say yeah we're living in a simulation and then fucking and then fucking nike hit me up like bro you can't talk about that right because because we're a huge company and we're telling you we're sponsoring you we're having we're telling you that you can't say that no that's never gonna happen because we're producer ran podcasts and you guys are fucking awesome so on that note i do want to say there's one more p that i want to tell you about and it's really cool i was thinking about doing this for a while and i finally did it it's called patreon.com and patreon.com is a place where you can subscribe for a monthly donation whether it's a dollar whether it's two dollars whether it's three dollars whatever the fuck right and that's where you can sign up because you know what what's three bucks a month right that's nothing that's nothing that's 36 dollars a year that's nothing right what's 10 bucks a month that's nothing you spend 120 dollars on your fucking cell phone bill right and 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 your cell phone yeah okay yeah your cell phone gives you a lot of entertainment i get that but you know does it give you okay yeah it gives you information too but is the name Stephen lee clark fuck no is it your friend fuck no it doesn't it's not friends with you i'm friends with you right so patreon.com is really cool it's a it's it's a place where like uh it's a place for like, I don't know, you know, like people can browse it, find artists. And the thing for Patreon.com is if you donate $10 or more, your fucking, your name will be on the podcast. Your name will, just like the regular one, just like if you go to talkflow.com, donate button, right? You are a producer and there's a literal credit that comes with that. Your name goes on at the end of the show. It goes in the show notes because you help produce the podcast, Okay. 
So Patreon.com is a brand new way to do that. You can go to Patreon.com. You can search Stephen Lee Clark. You can search Talk Full Radio, right? Because we are one in the same. And and yeah, you can subscribe. You can donate uh, however much. I'm going to figure out something. If you donate 20 bucks, I'm going to send you a fucking coffee mug, right? If you donate fucking whatever, more than that, I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to send you t-shirts when we have them. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's how you can help out the podcast again, P P P no popping, popping, popping because of the producers, 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 that's you. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for the, uh, the ability to give you a better quality podcast because that's what I want. That's what I want to do. And again, we got the screen, but you know what? We're going to get new mics. We're going to get a noise gate, all that shit, all that shit man, it's shit, it's cool, it's, it's because of you guys, and I really fucking appreciate it, and it's cool, it's cool because it's the, it's the real way that you guys can hear what being a producer is actually doing for the podcast, because it really fucking helps, and, 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 and it's a, it's a value for value model, and the value on this end, on the podcast end, will continue to get better and better because of you guys so besides patreon.com besides talkfulradio.com you can just spread the word you can go to facebook we're on facebook you can go to twitter you can go to itunes we're on itunes right stitcher tune in and you can subscribe and download 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 you know what if you hate me right and you don't like hearing my voice you can still just look at that look at the little itunes thing and hit download because they look at that and the more downloads we get we're gonna be fucking better off right because i'm trying to get on the front so we can spread the shit what's the best new fucking crazy fuck podcast right with the crazy asshole that's just talking about fucking virtual reality and the matrix Oh, it's Talk for Radio with Stephen Lee Clark. Yeah, that's that's tight. So yeah, download, 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 donate, donate, donate. There's merch. Go to the go to talkforradio.com. Also, man, this is I've been meaning to say this. We're a big team. You know what I'm saying? You and me, we're cool. We're on the same team. I call them the Oakland Raiders, but you can call them whatever the fuck you want, right? I won't even get mad. You don't even have to tell me. But <clears throat> so you can feel absolutely 100% free to email talkfulradio at gmail.com and tell me what's up. Tell me, hey, I really think you're cool. Tell me, hey, I kind of think you're a dumbass. Tell me, hey, uh, you say like too much. You say write too much, which I'm working on. I have post-it notes above my desk that say stop saying like, you idiot, right? So uh, anyways... Tell me what's up. Tell me what you think. Suggestions, comments, concerns, fucking questions, uh, just any statement at all. Tell me what's up. Tell me what's up. Tell me, tell me how you are doing and tell me how you think I'm doing because uh, we're a big team and we're having fun. We're all here together, right? So yeah, that is the business section. I love you. Share, share, share. Donate, donate, donate. Yeah, tell your fucking buds, right? Be a producer. You guys fucking rule. P, not popping. So... Joe from fucking Paul Bear, right? So if you haven't listened to Paul Bear, A, sock yourself lightly, right? Because we're all friends. I don't want you to hurt yourself. But go listen to Paul Bear. They have a new record coming out sometime next year. And I'm telling you, like, I can't predict the future, right? But it's going to be fucking amazing because this band is fucking amazing. They're all my good friends. I want to have all of them on here uh, at some point in time. But you know what? Joe lives fucking three blocks from me, so it's really easy. We have had a lot of really wonderful times together because I'm tell you what, the Deaf Heaven Paul Bear Wreck and Reference Tour, I think in 2014, was 
probably one of my favorite things I've ever done. They're all good friends now. And that was the most positive shit on the planet. Um, so yeah, this is Joe from Paul Berry. He has a lot of cool shit going on. He has Paul Berry, he has Hoshiana Mantra. He's just a really intelligent dude. And I really, like, I really had a lot of fun talking to him. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Joe from Paul Berry. Boom. Hey, so what's up? What's up, Joe? What's up? Uh, good to see you. I mean, we both live in New York now, so that's fucking cool. And not only that, it's like literally like three blocks away. I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, what was it like three years ago when we went on tour together, or was it two? I don't. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was June of 2014, but it seems like it was like like ten yeah, years okay. ago. Now. Yeah, you can take that <laughs> chunk. It's like editing in Ableton. You can like highlight that chunk of my life and just totally delete it because I barely remember any of it at all. So I, I remember too much of it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's like who's cursed and who's like blessed by that, you know? But uh, yeah, so I know Joe through Paul Bear. Um, we went on tour together again and it was literally the funnest tour of my life. Uh, as you can tell, can't remember any of it. Um and so Joe is, you play bass, you do vocals, you write a bunch, you write the music or, or, you know, collectively write the music for Paul Bear and you have Hosiana Mantra, which is your, uh, mod modular synth thing, right? Yeah. It's kind of mostly like Euro rack modular based. It's kind of like indebted to the interesting seventies. Like like cosmic music movement. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Everything you've sent me, I'm just like that's exactly what I think like like cosmic like like if you're flying through space and you came upon a galaxy made of mushrooms. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like it. Like uh it's super cool. So, uh yeah, Paul Bear. Um I have a bunch of questions cuz I mean, A I fucking love Paul Bear. It's like, I, okay, so this is a funny thing. I remember you guys came, when I lived in LA, you guys came to, like, you guys came to play in a show or something, and yeah. you guys crashed at my house, and I'd had your guys' song stuck in my head for, like, fucking a week before that, and I was like, okay, whatever I do, while the fools are here, I mean, we're friends, so it doesn't really matter, but I was like, while the fools are here, like, don't be walking around, like, humming their song you know what i'm saying and then i literally remember like walking my kitchen and like whistling your song and diana was looking at me like what the fuck dude? oh man <laughs> i was like dude but it's ke it's catchy as fuck so uh arkansas right that's where you yep. guys all are from uh more or less yeah yeah so like how did you guys meet how did that whole how did paul bearer Bear start and all that uh it started way back in late 2008 um but it the origins of it started like before that i met brett back in 2005 um i was a junior at the university of central arkansas which is in a city that's like a suburb of little rock like mm -hmm. um and brett 
that like had just started college there. I just happened to like see him walking around on campus and he was wearing an anathema shirt. So oh, I was like, sick. You know, this is this guy clearly is a fucking wicked jester. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, so it's such a good way to describe Brett. <laughs> it's like so good. So I was in like kind of this really, really like middling sort of like post rock band. It wasn't even really a band. It was like a buddy of mine. And I were jamming, and he like kind of got some of his friends in on it, and it just ended up being this like explosions in the sky, like s- sort of. I was trying to like inject a little bit more like heaviness into it because I think I was the only one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. doing it that was like into heavy music. Uh, but I I hit up Brett on Facebook, and this was like back when Facebook was just for people that were students, like it yeah, was yeah. like early Facebook days. So I, I hit him up on there and I was like, yo, dude, I saw you wearing that like really, really sick shirt. Do you, like I see that you like some like pretty badass bands on here. Do you want to like get together and jam sometime? Like you Damn, was, so just like that, huh? Yeah. That's that's fucking cool. So so we did like I think it was like later that day. Like oh, we wow. went and like jammed with the other guys that I was playing with. And this is like at their like jam space. And like about 30 minutes in like the rest of the guys like went outside but brett and i just kept jamming for like two hours without the (laughs) without the other people who were just like standing around like smoking outside i guess and probably like talking shit about us like yeah yeah (laughs) they like openly told me that they didn't like brett (laughs) i was like fuck it you guys suck I'd, i'd rather like play music with them so they left, and Brett and I like sat in my car for like another two hours, and like listened to like a bunch of shit that like I I didn't really know any of the like European like death doom stuff then, or wasn't like really familiar with it. And Brett yeah. like wasn't as familiar with some of the more like sludgy stuff like Boris or okay. like, Floor or stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. So we kind of like shared some different stuff with each other. And that was that. We like ended up having a a band together that like kind of defies any sort of classification. It was like equally us having like a giant like in joke and like punishing other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what was that called? Because you guys told me about that. It was called uh, it was called sports. It oh was, yeah, like, that's the right. mo- <laughs> we, It was like literally like we would just tried to come up with like the most nonsensical name for like what was essentially like just like a harsh noise slash like like kind of like almost kraut rock band yeah. we were just like this doesn't sound like a band name so we're gonna use it that's so tight and uh so we did that for a few years and it kind of like, eventually i don't know we got to a point where we were like we want to do something that like isn't as free form let's like write some yeah. songs and both of us were going through some like really really hard times by that point like there was some like pretty deep depression <laughs> oh, yeah. issues happening so Paul Bearer kind of formed <clears throat> out of that and uh this other buddy of ours like maybe not even like buddy so much but like uh just somebody that we knew from around town who ended up being Devin okay uh, he'd like would come like party sometimes i 
one time I was really drunk and like choke slammed him at a party <laughs> because he didn't know who Peter Gabriel was. <laughs> uh, so he like actively like didn't like me at all because yeah, I was yeah. like way too primal for him at that point in his life. He was yeah. only like seventeen or eighteen years old, uh-huh. and he was like, "Who the fuck is this like <laughs> dude who is like?" going like way way too hard at the party yeah yeah <laughs> like, but anyway yeah just long story short i guess like we all like like brett and i had been writing the original paul bear songs like in his bedroom with like just guitar and bass yeah and uh we got Devin in on it and then went through like a like spinal tap level series of drummers before oh really before, before mark came in for mark fold, so. dude i fucking love mark so much because so when we toured together i mean if you're even kind to of my friend you probably heard me told you the story because it was like my favorite thing but like when we toured together it was like the feeling out period of it right where it was like the first like few days and and none of us knew each other and we were all just like hey what's up and like especially me i'm like the least like like hey what's up like talkative guy in my band um so i'm usually the like last one to like connect with anybody or whatever and and i don't know if he looked on facebook or i don't know if he looked on the internet or what but like mark walk up to me like Mark walked up to me and he he was like, "Hey dude, like I have a question for you." And I was just like, "Yeah, man, what's up?" And he was just like like, "What do you think about other dimensions, man?" And I was like, "Oh my god, dude, like you're one of my favorite people I've ever met." Like off top. And I was so stoked on it and then me and him just like sat down and started talking so much about like weird universe like conspiracy like I don't know. I was just like, man, that was so like, that's like, if anybody on the earth wants to like open up a conversation with me and it automatically be like super like flowing and happy and, and like, that's the perfect way to do it. I don't know why you're interviewing me. You should be interviewing Mark. He's like way I'm, more fitting for uh for talk fool. Oh no, no. Like all you guys. So that's, that kind of is what surprises me about that is like, I, when when we were touring together, it kind of like not that you guys are all the same, but I could like see how you guys were like. I mean, because it takes a lot for a band to work out like that, and for you guys to tour as much as you do, and for four people to get along like you guys do. And I was like, oh, these guys have probably been friends forever. So that's like really crazy that you guys met in college and and just like hit it off like that. That's super cool. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that like. It's been 11 years now since Brett and I started playing music together. It would have been like a, right around this time yeah. 11 years ago because it was like really early in the fall semester. So That's so sick. When you guys started it out, like I know you said you started with sports, but was like the idea of Paul Bearer like, look, we want to have – like were you trying to pursue music as like a career? Was that like, a, okay, let's get serious. Let's like – write some real shit to like try to tour off of and, and, and take that route. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> there, there was like really no, uh, intention behind it other than we like wanted to play shows with bands that we liked at downtown music, which was kind of the metal venue. Oh, in Little Rock. Like there was there, when we started, it was pretty much just like, well, 
we're not playing as much as we want with our other band. <laughs> so let's like start another band that's like a little more fitting yeah, and actually yeah. like a metal band. Totally. To like play with other metal bands that we like. Yeah. What did you go to college for? I majored in television production and writing and I have two degrees. Oh wow. Two bachelor's degrees. So Oh wow, that's I, crazy. At one at one point in time I was like sort of a respectable person. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Was it like so so was it easy for you once these like things started happening with Paul Barrow? Were you like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna do this or was it like was it was it like a a decision that you had to make or was it just a flowing like, oh, okay, this is happening, so I'm gonna do it? Yeah, it just kind of all fell together after after Brett and I spent the time that we did working on those first songs. Uh, I don't know. It just yeah, we, we I mean we were, have always worked hard, but it, I've always been pretty surprised at just like the way the series of events have unfolded after that because uh-huh. like. Once we put the work in and we didn't have any expectations about anything, it just kind of continued to like. That's so to great, build. So. Yeah, that's so cool. How's tour for you guys? Like, I you are you're one of the few people that understands like how fucking much we tour. Like, and, and you guys tour a lot, and you guys kind of hit it the same as us. Like, I remember what was it like that decibel tour you guys did. Mm-hmm. And then there, it, I just, well, I just remember around that time, I just remember seeing you guys like fucking nonstop touring, dude. Yeah. And it was like, I just remember being like, wow, that's super cool because I'm stoked for you guys. Uh, and I, and I love you guys. But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, like that sounds so gnarly to me. We know? were on tour almost nonstop from August of, well, shit, I guess like starting with the tour with you guys like, yeah. in June of 2014. Almost all the way until September of last year. Like there were like maybe some like two or three week breaks. Yeah, like a couple of those that happened like during that whole time, and it was like all over the world. Like it was pretty much like we would play. We toured the U.S. Then we like flew to Europe, flew back to the U.S., flew to Australia then to Japan, and then back to Europe again. And, like, we went to Europe three different times, like, for, like, actual, like, long tours yeah, <laughs> in the last... So crazy, during man. that year period, which is ridiculous. But I, I loved it. Like, yeah, I really yeah. enjoy... I definitely really enjoy touring, even as, like, as tiring as it can be. Uh, I think there definitely has to be, like, a pretty good balance of, like, partying and realizing that it it's pretty hard work. Yeah. So, yeah, like, absolutely, man. And I, everybody in Paul Bear loves to party, but I think we all have like gotten a pretty good hang of like at least a little bit of self-control <laughs> to her, which was pretty much, it was like a, like a learning experience, like hitting it way too hard for a oh, while yeah. and like how busted we would be yeah. by the end of like a, like a three or four week run was like, pretty difficult <laughs> dude i mean our tour like our tour together was that point for me it was like it was the first tour where i went that hard right and as everybody on this show knows like i hit a wall with partying and i mean i 
like with fun because I just don't have fun anymore. And I was just like, I remember after after us, it was the first time ever where I got home and, you know, yeah, like talked about dark places. Like when I got home, I was just like, I just didn't stop. And I was just like, uh, I just, I don't know. And, and our tour was the beginning of the end for me, like yeah. as far as like partying and shit, because it was like, okay, I'll never... A, I'll never be able to go that hard again because, like, I'll just perish. I'm not uh, sure I've ever seen anybody go quite that hard before. Yeah, I know, <laughs> it dude. Was, it was monumental for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then the funny part about that tour was, like, we had Wreck and Reference on that tour with me who are now, or with us, who are now my really good friends. And, like, Ignat has been like, dude, I was legitimately like scared for you guys and 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 like <laughs> knowing them now it's so funny because like it totally makes sense you know and we didn't really like connect that much on that tour because we were just like fumbling around like rolling on the floor and shit yeah, yeah. i i don't know I, I don't think there's like any way to ever replicate like no. the level of like relatively wholesome debauchery that was happening yeah. on that tour. <laughs> I mean, for me, I've always said that like when I'm 70 years old and someone's like, "Oh, you used to be in a touring band." I'll think of the word tour and like that's that's the tour that I'll think yeah. of because it was just like days missing. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, where are we? I remember one there was one ooh, this is embarrassing, but I remember like apologizing, like, dude, I'm so sorry. And everybody's like, for what? And I was like, did I miss the show? And they were like, no fool, go back to sleep. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that specific scenario. Cause that yeah. was, we played in Lawrence, Kansas, Lawrence, Kansas, dude, very dark place. The show was, the show was cool. But the, after the show, we went to that bar called shots, which is not there anymore. We just, we actually just played Lawrence oh, really? and we asked, uh, we asked one of the like engineers at the club if it was still there, and they were like, "Nope." Damn, <laughs> it was too. It got too rough over there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But yeah, like it was. It was like the bartender's birthday, so he was just giving everybody free drinks. I don't think any of us paid for a drink the whole night at this yeah. bar, and I was so having such a good time and was enjoying the free drink so much that I dropped at least three of them and they shattered <laughs> yeah. on the floor. And then I tried to break dance. Yeah. In the glass, in the glass and like, <laughs> like severely cut my hand. <laughs> oh my God, dude. And yeah, like Lawrence, Kansas is the place where like, okay, well, first off, I don't remember anything about a birthday. I don't remember anything about free shots, but I know I was there. <laughs> So it's like again, you like it's like Ableton edited it out of my life. Well, dude, the the main thing you should remember is Shots was playing like the gnarliest new metal that afternoon. The reason why we went to Shots to begin with is because like we stopped in, and they were like blasting like Nonpoint or some shit oh like that. My dude, it, like God. like so loud that you had to yell. To the, yeah. <laughs> in the bar to like talk to somebody. Yeah, but, I mean, it, so we, we knew that they were some wicked jesters up in there. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also think about Orlando with us because I know Orlando is like a gnarly time too. Yeah. Again, like a very blurry, like whatever. But yeah, so like that tour was A, the funnest, and B, like the downfall. Because I remember <laughs> being like, 
Well, and and also I feel like very much like happy about that because it's like okay, I fulfilled this like 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 I've done it. Like I've gone on a tour where I've lost my fucking mind and I have like cuz you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that like when I was young, I thought about like touring musicians fucking crazy and like having a bunch of fun and that was that for me. Yeah. I was just like this is so much fun. I'm losing my mind. And then I literally lost my mind. I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this. Yeah. And so it was just, so much fun that like, I don't want to ever have that much fun again. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was like a really good in, in a very roundabout way, like a very positive experience. Cause yeah. like now I'm, I'm a lot more healthy. I'm not like missing chunks of my life out of memory. So that's cool. It's sort of like for me, like set the bar of like, Okay, I know my limits. Yeah. Like, I can't ever, like, get, like, like play these shows that are, like, hot and, like, every day. We were still driving our old van, which, like, every other day was, like, overheating. And, like, one of the shows, I remember, I had to run the heat all the way oh. from Chicago to Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, dude. And That's such a bummer. It was... And then... Out of nowhere, my dad, like, who lives in Texas, was at that show. He, like, flew to Wisconsin <laughs> to see us play and didn't tell me. And so, like, I'm, like, having sort of, like, a, like anxiety attack driving the van. We finally, like, pull up in front of the club, and I get out, and my dad, like, walks <laughs> up. And I'm just like, did I die? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this, like, what hell is like yeah yeah <laughs> not, that, not that i don't love my dad but it was just like <laughs> yeah. it was like the craziest shit and i was not totally not like prepared at all for like that interaction like, yeah yeah i remember i don't know why but miami is what sticks out to me because i remember getting to miami and like brett brett got out of the van and i was like what's up dude like how's it going he's like i don't know man my ankles are super small <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Yeah, dude, he was having some crazy, like, like oh gout-like symptoms on that tour. Where like every yeah. couple of days, his feet would swell up like balloons. And, <laughs> and I was like, dude, please be careful. Like, this tour is not worth like. Like, do you need to go to the hospital? And dude. and Carrie was tripping super hard because because Car- that happened to Carrie before, and his mom was a nurse, and she was like, "Dude, you have heart problems. Like, you need to go to the hospital right now." Oh so he God. was like, "Dude, you got to go to the hospital." <laughs> and Brent that. was just like, "It's all good, man. Like, I'll make it." And I was like, "Dude, this is scaring me, dude." After that show, we were like doing so bad yeah. that like other homeless people thought we were homeless and were trying to like show us places where we could get free food like they were like yo i know i know where the hookup is if you walk through this drive through this like mcdonald's drive through sometimes they'll like give you some shit and we were just like dude i think this like this might be like the like, yeah. fucking rock bottom right yeah, now. low point dude that's so fucking good dude but now i mean now it's it's so i see sometimes i wish or all the time i wish that we could go on tour again, like a like a Paul Bear Deaf Heaven Round Two, uh, Adult Edition. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? that would be like, sweet. Yeah, it would be great. I don't think it'll ever happen though. Because like we need to have it like in a like controlled environment. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to like have like a relapse. 
I I'm just so boring on tour now, man. It's just like it's like I luckily like broed down super hard with our sound guys, and it's just like like wake up like do you want to go to the gym and it's just like yeah let's go and it's like okay anything to like keep this like sanity going so i'm a good run now you know what yeah. I'm saying? so that's cool man like i'm super i don't know it's been cool since that tour because i remember watching you guys and like i'd listen to you guys but i'd never seen you live and i remember watching you guys like fuck we're lucky to tour with you guys because like i don't know i think you guys are like i think you guys and like I've always thought this, and like Power Trip are like the two metal bands of like our time that are gonna just be around forever. You know what I'm saying? And like and like and and be the next generations like I don't know bands that are talked about for fucking ever. You know? Because I don't know. I just like I don't. It's very different styles, but I just always lumped you guys in together like that. But that's that's so cool, man. So. Besides all the Paul Bearer stuff, uh, your solo stuff, how long have you been doing that for? Man, uh, I guess it's sort of been like this like years-long thing yeah. because way back when, when I was, a, like I had a desk job and like didn't know the consequences of like racking up like a massive amount of debt on credit cards, I... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I used to buy analog synthesizers on eBay and occasionally Craigslist I would like manage to find somebody out of state cuz like finding cool vintage synths in Little Rock was like almost impossible. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I would <clears throat> I I don't know, I got interested in it like probably about 10 years ago when I graduated and got a job. I used a lot of my extra money to buy synthesizers and like I would spend like every day recording or like tr- figuring out how to like get better at the synthesizers yeah. and like trying to record little like songs and stuff but never like an album really it was all just yeah, like yeah. short I would do like one and a half or two minute songs and I eventually I I got I don't know. As I got more experienced with it, I like got really interested in like kind of doing it all in one take. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like there's a really interesting like honesty and like rawness to just doing it all in one go instead of just sitting layering, multi-tracking everything like Yeah. So that's kind of been my uh my MO since then and then once we got done with all of that giant block of touring last year. I was like, all right, I've been focused on Paul Bearer for so long. Like the last like five years, a lot of my, I feel like my like creative juices have gone towards what I've written and Paul Bearer. Uh, so I was like, it's time for me to like finally get back to like my like personal passion of, recording like 70s style synth music yeah yeah so i ended up buying a bunch of new synthesizers that were small because uh last year like early last year i relocated from little rock to brooklyn and 
the amount of space that I have is very, <laughs> very minimal now. So yeah, I like, yeah. I decided that there was no way that I was going to be able to, to store or use the synthesizers that I have in storage in Arkansas because they're all old and big. So I, I decided to like kind of dabble in getting some of the, the smaller, like newer things that Korg makes. Like they have, I, I bought the, the MS-20 Mini that they make. Yeah. I bought a couple of their, like, Volca, like, groove box mm-hmm. things. And as I worked with that, I got more into the the modular end of stuff because all of those things, like, have the the connectivity, like, the control voltage connectivity. And that led me to getting interested in the the actual modular synth stuff. Like I always kind of like was envious of that, like knowing the old school stuff, like the giant ones that yeah. you see like like Keith Emerson would have or, you know, totally. just the huge old Moog modulars and stuff. And I was always like, man, that that's so badass, but I'll never be able to afford to get one of those because they yeah. like are like 50 grand or more. Yeah, yeah. If you like save up, like i i try not to like go totally wild and like buy like like a three or four hundred dollar module like every time i'll like trade a pedal that i have or like you know save up a little bit of money and get one so i've I've been like slowly transitioning away from the kind of like i don't know like entry level stuff that i had totally when i got back into doing the synth stuff and i've been building this like little miniature modular synthesizer that I do most of my my music on now and I'm still working on it so yeah that's awesome do you ever like because just the way that the the music that Paul Bear plays and like what you play it seems like it would just go so seamlessly together do you ever think about doing that uh the new Paul Bearer album has I, I think if I were remembering correctly there's four songs that have synthesizer on them That's in sick. some aspect but every Paul Bearer album so far has had synth on it it's just maybe not obvious it's like probably, there's yeah. there's like at least a song on every al- all two <laughs> full lengths that we've put out so far and the EP that we just put out they all yeah. have synth so dude that EP's sick and this time uh, like really like over fall time like brett has been building like fall of last year to now he's been building a little like synth collection too so like he and i both contributed but him even more so like he uh he ended up writing like kind of a whole like like section of a song that's like almost all synth stuff on the new record so that's awesome yeah there's there's a a heightened uh, level of synthesizer on the new record yeah that's great when does the when is the new record um there's no official release date yet yeah because that ep just came out yeah yeah it's being mixed supposedly at the end of this month oh cool so we're i don't know there's no there's no deadline so we're kind of like making sure that it's like exactly what we want before uh Instead of just trying to get it out there as fast as possible. Although I really fucking wish it would come out soon because I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So do you have any like plans to, to like tour off your solo stuff, Hush on your mantra? 
at all? I would love to I know tour we've been eventually. talking about yeah, I know we've been talking about playing shows. I think that me and you would go like we could work really well together because I have the exact opposite approach. Uh I have I got the Octatrack and it was like this one piece of gear can do so much for me. Like I'm gonna like I'm just gonna use this. Like that's like all I wanted to use. And like I'm super minimal on, on my on my gear side. But I mean I always I've been enchanted by the whole modular thing because, I mean, it feels like I'm playing like HAL 9000. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's so <laughs> sick. I got asked when I, or when we, when we played Coachella, this, the Moog guy was like, hey, uh, we have a System 55 here. Like, would you want to come like mess around on it? And I was like, those are the sickest, dude. Yeah. I was like, 100%, I'll come do it. And I was literally like, there was like all these people standing around. And, and I was just like, uh, fuck. And he was just like, <laughs> go for it, dude. And like all these people were watching me. And I was just like, shit. And then like, I had, it was literally the first time I'd ever touched one. And so I just had this like, I don't know, but there was a, there was a 606 like running into it. So then I started like playing with that and like getting into that and like using that with the system 55 and it ended up being great. But I was just like, oh my God, this is so stressful. (laughs) But yeah, that's super cool, man. Yeah. I hope that we play shows for sure. Yeah, dude, that's like the first thing I want to do really I've been yeah. been like playing sporadically I've some earlier this year and then like while I was down in Little Rock working on the new record with the guys uh I did a show at a club called Vino's there that I was I was like pretty stoked about but uh cool. yeah I just I before before I tour on the solo stuff I definitely want to get a few more shows around this oh, yeah. little city yeah yeah <laughs> like definitely. under my belt that's yeah. kind of a big reason I, I moved here personally was like L.A. was incredible and still is. And L.A. like helped me along with field agent like so mm-hmm. hard uh, because everybody that lives there is just super fucking supportive and like awesome. And I was like, OK, this is great. Like L.A.'s great. L.A.'s going to be here. Like I need to inject myself into some like other place that i've never been before and 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 so far here has been great like it's been really cool i mean it's it's also new york so there's just like something going on in every single corner you know yeah well one thing that i think has helped me is there are like like synth events like happening like pretty regularly so i've been able to see like what other people are capable of like i've there's like a this like monthly modular like show that they have at a this little like DIY spot called Muchmores. Mm-hmm. Uh Where is that? Uh it's really close to over the 8. I can't oh, remember. Okay. I don't remember what street, but it's like over there. Have you ever been to Silent Barn before? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I've, d- like the one of the dudes that does noise there, this guy Jackson was telling me that they have like a synth shop back there oh, with whoa. like modular stuff and like they he said that they sell stuff out of it and mm. like i don't know i was like dude we should go because i i, I want to go i'm completely down yeah I, that like, place is cool as fuck i'm down to go to like any synth store in the world so. yeah 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 <laughs> totally it's a sketchy like very slippery slope for me dude yeah like ooh. well but, that something i was gonna say a minute ago like when you were talking about the octatrack one thing that i really really love about 
playing electronic music is that it's literally like different for everybody. Like anybody totally. that wants to do it, there's no like, there's not really like a right or wrong way to do it or like how you want, like, like what tools you want to do it. Like, totally. And I, there was a point in my life where I was like, oh man, like that guy's using a laptop. Like that's yeah. lame. But you know, I mean like now I've kind of like, dude, every tool you have, even if you're using like one like little like box that just makes like a drone or yeah. like you have a giant setup like there's infinite ways to make music that like you are like expressing yourself through i know that's like it sounds kind of like crystal hippie but no it's like, so true and i love that about it it's it's more, it's way way broader than playing music with a guitar or absolutely like something like that so dude that's and it's so cool that you say that because for me also that was a huge thing i had to get over i've yeah. talked about it on the show before like i knew that i wanted to do it but it was and i was doing it with the gear that was available to me uh because i've never been one to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars like mm-hmm. the only reason i even have the octa track is because i got like a severe severe discount on it and but like in the beginning it was like yeah it was that whole thing it was just like i'm not even doing this right like i don't know if i'm doing this right like all my gear is like pieces of shit like i'm the metal guy that's just like ruining this you know what i'm saying yeah and like i just literally had to just like say fuck it man like fuck it i'm gonna play this show the first ever field agent show I like stopped and I was like baffled that people were into it, you know? And I was just like, Oh, that's sick. Like, Oh, and yeah, like, Oh yeah. People don't care as long as the music's right. And, and what you're saying is true. Like if someone's still going to look at you, like you're using a computer, you know, like leave me alone, man. Yeah. I, I also had like, you know, and I had, I had Mark Ganya who is in a project called granite mask on the show. And it was so refreshing to hear him say stuff like that too, because it was literally like, I love your music, man. Like I've loved your music for so long. And he was, and I was like, what would you say to somebody? And he was just like, I don't, I don't know, man, just fucking do whatever you want, you know? And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. And yeah. And you're right. It's literally just just like like uh what's his name shia labeouf like just do it (laughs) you know dude i i think something that uh that inspired me a lot even though it's drastically different than the music i make was seeing youth code play a few years ago at south by southwest Mm -hmm. and i know like ryan has like completely revamped his entire setup since then but it was so awesome like then and they've Every time I've seen them, they've gotten, like, better and better. But, like, seeing, like, how he was just, like, getting, like, primal as fuck on, like, whatever he had then. I know it wasn't, like, anything super fancy, but it was just, like, really heavy and raw. And I was, like, immediately, like, I I was curious to see them. I'd, like, listen to their, uh, the one album they had out then, but it was, like, seeing them live made me like really understand what they were doing and like how great it was. And like, I I think like knowing Ryan and like knowing, cause I, I I didn't know him yet then, but like Mm -hmm. in the time since then, like he pretty much started from scratch, like learning all that stuff. Like he, it's not like he's been of like, you know, like electronic music guru for like, 
years and years and years like he just decided that he was gonna figure it out yeah and that's that's been like inspiring to me because i'm like well i have like a decent knowledge base of all this old stuff but how am i gonna be able to like wrap my head around like how like all of the like tiny idiosyncrasies and like math and all this shit that you have to do to like really get like complicated with it like am i gonna like actually have the the wherewithal like understand this and like it's it's taken like a lot of like messing around with stuff for me to get there but yeah yeah and it's so cool to me uh that you bring up ryan because like he is also for me he's been that like like i think if everybody had a Ryan in, in in like my sense, because Ryan was the, one of the first people that I was ever able to be like, all right, dude, I'm going to ask you a question about this, like synth or about whatever. And it's very remedial. Yeah. Okay. But we're friends and I just want your help. And he's always from the very beginning. I'm like, yeah, man, I got you, you know? And I think he just, he helped me record the first stuff ever. And he like, and it wasn't so much like record, like he didn't, you know, as they say, he didn't like catch me a fish. He like taught me how to fish when it comes to like recording, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, dude, you're so cool. And I think if everybody had that person, cause that's what's fucked up. I think about not only the electronic world, but the fucking metal world and the, like everything is like, you shouldn't be scared to ask questions. You know what I'm saying? And it's fucking lame that people make you feel like that, you know? Yeah. And like, and, and now thankfully I'm to the point where it's just like, I'm going to ask a stupid question. And if you think it's stupid or a jerk, then like, that's super weird for you to be like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, he helped me so much because I, and like, he was just here and he was like, did you know this about the Oct track? And I was just like, no, I didn't like that's super tight. And since he's left, I've been using like the stuff that we talked about, you know what I'm saying? And it's super cool. It's like. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And and also, yeah, I think there's that, like, I can also very much appreciate as far as, like, I mean, even in more than than just the electronic music, like, the podcast thing, like, I was just, like, I just know that I want to do this, and I don't know how, but I'm just going to, like, do it. And, like, we'll figure it out along the way, you know? And that mentality is, like, the best mentality to have for anything, I think. You know, that's one of the <clears throat> the few things that I still love about the Internet is like, in addition to what you're saying about Ryan, like you can find like something helpful to like learn how to do. Yeah, totally. Like like podcasting or like I just sat and read like some like ebooks that people made on totally. modular synthesizers and read yeah. them like over and over again. Like mostly like well, I was like sitting on a plane because <laughs> I was like flying yeah flying back and forth between here and Arkansas so many times over the past year that uh I for whatever reason I just really get in the like ebook mood when I'm oh, yeah. when I'm on a plane. So like I and it was interesting because a lot of those times I well not actually none of those times that I ever have like the synth in front of me. I just had to like read the book and be like I don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah. Then I'd yeah. read it again and be like oh. Okay, I totally. understand like a quarter of what they're talking yeah, about yeah. now. The next time, be like, "Oh man, I got this." Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. Yeah. And YouTube for me is a huge thing. I yeah. have like, 
like the first time when I first got the Octatrack, I was like, okay, here we go. And like, I'm a YouTube like fiend. I just watch YouTube for every piece of gear I've ever had. And I was like pulling up Octatrack tutorials and they were like one and a half hours long. And oh I was just God. like, oh shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what I'm getting into. But yeah, ev- like what everybody said to me was that like, dude, I almost got rid of it. I was like super annoyed with it. But once I figured it out, changed my life, best piece of gear I've ever had. And that's exactly what happened to me. It's like my favorite thing ever. And I've seen, I've played with a couple of people that use like Octatrack's uh, interface with their modular setups. And mm-hmm. it's always so cool. It's like such a cool thing. to do. I saw somebody play uh, at Vitus last year. Um, it was with... Alessandro Cortini, the guy from Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. But the guy that opened, I unfortunately don't remember the name of his project. But it was like 550 ppm or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had a modular set up and a couple electron things. And it like started out as just kind of like harsh noise. And I was like, eh damn, you spent a lot of money for like making yeah. a sound that sounds like a fucking modem like yeah. dialing in. And then it just like kicked into like the most like ass whipping techno that I've like ever heard. And he That's was cool. just like crushing it with the like electron stuff. So that, yeah. that too, like it was another experience that I was like, damn, this is like really, really fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. So. There, it's so cool. I'm like such a big fan. And my favorite thing about this is that like, uh, I'm writing a bunch of shit on it. I'm like really enjoying it. I feel like I'm getting in that rhythm where you can start doing things without trying to remember how to do them. And it's probably like one quarter of all the things I can do with it, which is like so cool to me. Cause I'm like, on my, you know, yeah. you're already doing stuff and there's like this whole like world still waiting for you. Yeah. I feel the same way about a lot of the stuff on my modular synth. Like I'm like, I want to buy something new, but then I'm like, uh, I'm really probably only like scratching the surface totally. of what I've got right now. So maybe I should just like start start over, like try something different, and yeah, yeah, then I'll totally. end up with something that I'm like really, at least like personally interested in. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> May not ever like record it or do anything with it, but yeah. So uh, what's coming up for you, man? Like, what's coming up for Paul Bear? What's coming up for Hosanna Mantra? Um, well, I'm hoping that. This fall, I'll at least be doing like a handful of Hosiana Mantra shows. Paul Bearer, um, we just got done touring with Baroness. And yeah, I think yeah. that we're pretty much like off for the rest of the year unless something crazy happens. Uh, but only because the new record will be coming out early next year and I'm probably going to be and like, well, I'll be time. on tour again for a whole year straight. Or yeah, more, yeah. So. That's awesome, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for that record to come out, man. It's going to be so sick. I know it's like really hyperbolic and like everybody that's ever recorded an album was like, man, it's like, this is definitely our best ever. Yeah, yeah. But I like legitimately cannot wait for people to hear this shit. It's, sick. it's like, I, I think we finally achieved what we've always like, like really wanted to do Tight. with Paul Bearer. So. That's that's fucking great to hear, man. I'm super excited about it. Well, uh, Joe, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, you live right around the corner, so 
Maybe I'm we'll just, do a part two. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I'm, I want st- to. I want to do follow ups with people uh, because. I don't know, man. Like every like Tony Molina has something new coming out. Like Youth Code's doing so much, uh, and they've had something come out since I talked to him. Uh, and I'm always just like, man, I want to do follow ups, but it's like episode number twelve, so yeah. it's like it seems like a bit quick to like start pulling the trigger on follow ups. But I wish that uh, maybe the follow up will be that we get Mark on the phone and you can talk oh, to him about dude. some like. Absolutely. Anunnaki mythology or something. Oh my God. I'd be so happy. Well, that's another thing. I'm stoked to talk to you. Like, I like talking to members of the band because, like, A, uh, each member has, like, different, you know, stories, different pasts, different outlooks on everything. But also, like, yeah, I would love to have, like, a whole episode of Mark, you know? <laughs> Dude, I, I guarantee you it would be, <laughs> it'd be really entertaining. It'd be so good. It'd be so sick. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah. Very good to have you. One of my favorite people we've ever toured with. One of the funnest things we've ever done. Um, Joe, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Keep it primal. <laughs> Joseph Rowland from Paul Bear. Very excited to have him on here. We've been friends for a long time now, and fucking Paul Bearer, man. They're just such a good band. So, producers, Victoria Pelham from Brooklyn, New York. I'm really sorry that the Eagles lost. I wanted them to beat the Cowboys, too, okay? I really did. It totally fucked me over. Um, Anyways, Alex Kennedy from, and you know Alex from I Die, You Die on the last episode. Really fucking awesome dude. Really appreciate the support. And our boy, Muhammad Abbasi from Atlanta, Georgia. He's fucking killing it. He's very consistent, and he helps the podcast out immensely. So thanks to the producers. Thanks to all the producers that helped us get the new interface, that helped us get the new windscreen so the peas don't pop. You feel me? Um, and yeah, we're just going to keep working on improving the podcast and I really appreciate it. So I'm going to leave you guys with two songs. The first one is a Paul Bearer song. It's the title track off the EP that just came out in August called Fear and Fury, right? And then the last song is from Hojana Mantra and it's called PPA. All right. See you guys.